We are living in Soviet Russia. If you look at the way the Democrats treat President Trump, is it any different than the way Vladimir Putin treats opposition leaders in Russia? Okay, so they technically haven't poisoned Trump as far as we know, but we're living in Soviet Russia. They spy on the president. They impeach the president more than once. Why? Because they view him. He didn't do anything at all impeachable, but they view him as a threat to the republic. He's saving the republic, but they know that he is pulling down the swamp and taking them out of power. They steal the election. Now they raid the home of the president of the United States. Think about that. How is this not the KGB? They raided the home. FBI raid, guns drawn at the home of the former president of the United States because they don't like his tweets, because he is draining the swamp, because they view him as a massive threat to the Democrat Party, to the whole establishment, to the to the entire Washington establishment, Republicans included. So today we're going to spend a lot of time, obviously, on this unprecedented raid. We're also going to get into the Inflation Reduction Act, or lack thereof. Even Bernie Sanders admits that this bill will not reduce inflation. Bernie Sanders uh, blasted. How is that not the KGB? Think about that. Hey, we're going to pass this bill, which is going to spend hundreds of billions in climate change. Literally, that's what this bill does. Hundreds of billions in climate change. Well, what are we going to call it? Let's call it the Inflation Reduction Act. But does it reduce inflation? No. But that's what people want. They don't want to spend hundreds of billions in climate change stuff. But when 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 they can't afford gas, when they can't afford groceries, but we call it the Inflation Reduction Act and try to fool people because that's what it is. That's that's KGB tactics. Um, and we're going to talk about the rocket attack, the massive, massive barrage of rockets that came from Gaza into Israel because the Palestinians murdered their own children. Yet Israel, as usual, gets the blame. Plus, Mayor Eric Adams, get this. Eric Adams says that illegals don't want to come to New York City because there is too much crime. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. There's, there's, look, illegals. Why are illegals not flocking to New York City? Eric Adams says because the crime, it's too dangerous. New York City is too dangerous for illegals. By the way, the day after the Trump raid, do you know what happened? Trump had this massive victory that, of course, nobody talked about. Maybe the whole raid was designed just to distract from this. The, 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 the raid took place on Monday. On Tuesday, Trump swept the primaries. He literally swept the primaries again. Trump's track record in these primaries, I mean, it's nothing short of epic. His endorsement record of candidates that he has endorsed in the primaries who have won is 192 and 11 out of like 203 so far, Trump endorsed candidates who have had their primaries, both federal and state-wide candidates. Trump's 192 and 11, 192 Trump-endorsed candidates have won their primary election and only 11 have lost. So this past Tuesday, another perfect night for Trump. Trump candidates swept the primaries this past Tuesday, the, the day after the raid in both statewide and federal races that Trump candidates had an immaculate night. All right. So as I said, the FBI raided the whole and this is such an embarrassment for the FBI. Merrick Garland, the attorney general, the Democrat operative. I mean, Merrick Garland, he is literally just a, a, a wing, an arm of the Biden, of President Biden. And 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 look, I understand that that's like on some level that how that's how the system works, that the attorney general will do the bidding of the president. But this is like obscene where Merrick Garland, he targets, we'll get to it, he targets 
conservatives. He targets people on the right, and we're talking. I'm not talking about people who have committed crimes. I'm talking about people who have not committed any sort of crime and are, and are not a threat at all, and they're just being targeted for their politics. You know, A.G. Barr, he did good things for Trump, right? Even though Trump had some issues with him at the end there with the election fraud. A.G. Barr was protecting Trump. A.G. Barr was not targeting people on the left. I'm not sure if I would have had a problem if A.G. Barr had because Adam Schiff and, and Hillary, so many of these people are criminals and James Comey, but he didn't. He was just defending Trump off from uh, all the attacks and impeachments and Russia collusion and everything else that – that, you know, that, that, that they threw at Trump. But li- this is like Merrick Garland literally just targeting anyone conservative for political purposes. So here's the story. The warrant, I mean, like literally FBI, they, they, they have not released the warrant yet. But it seems it has to do with the National Archives. We'll have to wait and see. But it, it, it seems that they're investigating some kind of obscure rule that the president is not allowed to take home presidential records he's supposed to like document them a certain way file them a certain way or something by the way other presidents have taken home i mean obama took home like millions of documents he has never published those uh clinton took home as ben shapiro said clinton took home half the white house i mean clinton they they were literally stealing computers and furniture from the white house no no exaggeration by the way when bill and hillary left uh the, the white house in 2001 but uh, th- th- this is like the National Archives. Are you kidding me? You raided the home of the former president because of he took home documents that he wasn't supposed to take home because of archives, because of archives. Think about that. They targeted an opposition leader, the Biden administration. Merrick Garland admitted he signed off on the raid himself on the warrant for archives. For documents, by the way, not classified, not now, and 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 Trump can declassify documents, so I don't even care if they were classified, but they weren't classified. So this is over archives, over documents, not classified. I mean, so this is like even worse than at least the KGB. They'll like pretend that they have like a good pretext, you know, for uh, for raiding the opposition leadership. And by the way, they had an informant. Listen to this: the FBI once again. Planted a spy, not planted. I want to be careful. The FBI had a spy that was planted, embedded in Trump's own inner circle. Okay, they're saying it's like one or six, one of six or seven people. There's very few people who, who get that close to Trump because there was an informant inside Mar-a-Lago who who told the FBI they apparently knew exactly where to look um, for these documents because an informant in Mar-a-Lago told the FBI, tipped them off. Here's where you look. So now that's a spy. I want to be clear. They use the word informant. That is a spy, and I'll explain because they try to split hairs and nitpick and say, well, it, w- it wasn't a spy. It was, an, it was an informant. It's not like the FBI sent in an operative into Mar-a-Lago. This was somebody who was already belonged in Mar-a-Lago informing. That's an informant, okay? Very simple. Let's say an Iranian nuclear scientist helps the Mossad, right? Let's say there's an Iranian nuclear scientist He's afraid for his life or he doesn't like what's going on or he wants to help or he gets money, whatever. And he contacts the Mossad and he says, listen, I'm going to tell you exactly where you can find Iran's nuclear facilities so you know what to blow up. I'll tell you their weaknesses, whatever, right? Let's say there's an Iranian uh, scientist who joins up with the Mossad and helps the Mossad. He's a spy. That's an informant. That's a classic informant, okay? The Mossad didn't send him in. I'm talking about an Israeli who – Infiltrated. I'm talking about somebody who was already on the inside. That's an informant. Okay, it's called a spy. Anybody in the world would call it that. 
All right, so now the FBI, this is, it gets even funnier by the moment. I mean, you know, it's frightening, but it's comical where the FBI says that uh, they were waiting for a day that Trump was not at Mar-a-Lago because they thought that nobody would really notice. This is such a huge embarrassment. You have to understand, and they crossed the line. As somebody I'm very close with, he made the point to me. He said, you know, now anything goes. When Trump wins office back again in 2025, hopefully 2024, takes office 2025, or DeSantis or anybody, Ted Cruz, uh, Mike Pence, right? You have now just targeted the opposition leader, if you're Joe Biden, with an FBI raid, okay? So now all bets are off. It's the Wild West. Anything goes. But they look so silly because, I mean, like, are you kidding me? Uh, Like wiretaps, then impeachment, and now, uh, like, you're raiding Mar-a-Lago. Oh, but we thought nobody would notice because if Trump was there, then he would have made a big scene, but Trump wasn't there. The other part of this is there's no crime, okay? I know that the National Archives and, and, and some people are saying there is some kind of rule, apparently, some obscure rule that if that if uh, a government official conceals certain archives, certain uh, official documents, then he'd have to forfeit his office. Not not necessarily the president, but any government, any federal government official who conceals certain documents that are supposed to be public, they could technically be like disqualified. So they're trying to disqualify Trump. That And that's what the lesson here really is. Above all else, the lesson of this raid is they are so terrified of Trump. The Democrats know. I mean, look at his record in the primaries. The Democrats know that Trump can beat them, that he's got the best shot to beat them. It's so funny because here you have the Republicans who are like worried that Trump is a liability. I mean, well, yeah, Mike Huckabee said this week, he said Trump should not announce before November whether he plans to run again because, oh, that's going to be a big distraction. The Republicans are afraid that somehow Trump has a negative impact, that somehow Trump turns away voters. The Democrats get it. The Democrats understand. Why are they throwing everything, including the kitchen sink? You got January 6th committee focusing on something that happened like a year and a half ago, ancient history, which Trump wasn't involved in in the first place. Now you have this FBI raid and like they're constantly doing everything they can to try to bury Trump. Well, why? Why? If, if the Republicans are right that Trump somehow is a negative, right? So then the Democrats should want Trump to run in 2024. So all this shows is how terrified they are. All right, welcome to the Vin News Podcast Network. And by the way, send us an email. My email address is josh at vinnews.com, J-O-S-H at V-I-N-N-E-W-S, vinnews.com. We do try to read every email. We try to respond to as many emails as possible. Snickers, the chocolate bar company, was forced to apologize after it referred to Taiwan as a country. Yeah, Snickers, they did the unthinkable. They referred to Taiwan as a country. No. So they were, la- they were launching some new product, and they're launching it in three new countries. One of the countries is Taiwan. So they said, like, in an ad, we- we're launching our new bar, chocolate bar, some exclusive chocolate bar or something. We're launching it in three countries. One of the countries is Taiwan, and they're worried China's getting offended. I mean, because uh, Taiwan, they may not be independent, but, like, we implied that that we support Taiwan's independence and we, we can never offend China, right? The last thing these companies want to do is offend China because they, these companies make billions of dollars off of China, which is the ultimate hypocrisy. Um, so they wouldn't want to offend China. They didn't do anything. They didn't say like, oh, Taiwan is independent or like Taiwan's not part of China. They referred to Taiwan as a country. All right, so getting back to the raid, um, and we got a lot more to get to, as I said, but... Uh, 
the officials, I mean, the FBI decision makers, they said, listen, Trump was not in Mar-a-Lago that day, so we didn't think that this would – we thought this would be low-key. That's the word they used. We thought this, this raid would be low-key. So Merrick Garland, as I said, um, th- th- this is all about politics. I mean, and Merrick Garland, like just uh, as the Wall Street Journal you know, once pointed out, Merrick Garland, he has targeted so many conservatives. Merrick Garland, has, he targeted parents who would go to school board meetings and make a big deal out of the fact that they wanted – their children not to be taught all sorts of immoral things about gender in class at a very young age, and uh, they were worried that they that they were getting indoctrinated with very liberal, um, immoral values. So these parents made a big stink out of it, as they should at the at, at the board of, at the school board meetings. Merrick Garland tar- targeted them and essentially referred to them as domestic terrorists. Merrick Garland he's targeted all sorts of right wing groups. I mean, he's targeted like um, Republican like legislatures, Republican state legislatures who are either anti-abortion or who try to crack down on illegals. Uh, like if, 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 there are, if there are right-wing groups who, do, who are doing nothing wrong, Merrick Garland, he uses his position as the chief law enforcement officer in the country. He uses that position to target. He weaponizes the DOJ and weaponizes the FBI. It's as simple as that. Um Governor Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, actually blasted the FBI or came close to blasting the FBI. Cuomo said in a tweet, quote, DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of the January 6th investigation. So look, does Cuomo have his own ulterior motive? Is he trying to weaken Biden? Is he setting up for a presidential run in 2024? I'm sure. Probably, yes. Obviously, he's doing this for selfish reasons, but he's right. You know, you got to admit that he's making a point which is correct. He's using the opportunity here to take advantage. But he's saying that this better not be inconsequential archive. This is going to be so humiliating. And look, well, wait and see. I cannot imagine that Trump committed any kind of crime when he left the White House, anything that they would be raiding Mar-a-Lago to find. I mean, every this man, I mean, Trump, he's been through the ringer. They've examined every part of it. Like I always say, Trump is the most innocent person on the planet because they've investigated everything under the sun in Trump, and they still have never charged him with anything. Everything was exonerated. Every charge was exonerated. Everything they threw it in the Russia collusion and the tax fraud claims and uh, the Trump Foundation, like everything. They've never, ever found a thing. They never found – if he jaywalked or if he shoplifted, they would have discovered it by now. Like he – you cannot be more innocent than than Trump. So like this is going to – this could turn that, you know, really, really um, – backfire for the Democrats and for Biden, they could end up like seriously humiliated. And 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 this is never going to be forgotten. This this could last for many, many years. All right. Mayor Eric Adams says illegals are avoiding New York City because it's too dangerous. I mean, illegals, they they, they literally take a trip from Guatemala, you know, from Mexico, but even south of Mexico, Honduras, from these in these dangerous countries, they will take these dangerous journeys, these like It takes them weeks and months, and they come across gangs, drug cartels, dangerous criminals. Like, I mean, they have seen it all. And they're not going to New York City, Eric Adams says, because this place is like a war zone. We're not going anywhere near New York City. Yeah, we're used to gangs. We're used to drug cartels. We're used to human trafficking. Like, we're used to shootouts. But we're not used to anything like New York City in, in, in a press conference 
Uh, on Tuesday, Adam said, quote, I'm deeply contemplating taking a busload of New Yorkers to Texas, do some good old-fashioned door knocking, because for the good of America, we have to get Abbott out of office. Now, I just want you to – and then he said he, – he blasted Abbott. You know what happened, by the way? Uh, Eric Adams, you know, he made up a story. Uh, uh, Governor Abbott of Texas, he sent busloads of illegals to prove a point. He sent them to Washington, D.C. He did not send them to New York City. But home, homeless shelters are being overridden with illegals. New York City, the hospitals, the schools, New York City right now is, is being overrun by home, by illegals and the city can't afford it. You know, the city basically sustains these people and gives these people all sorts of welfare, you know, health, health care, free schooling and everything else and, and even housing. And, um, the city's going under because of the illegal – the crisis of the overwhelming influx of illegals. So Adams blamed Texas Governor Abbott. Governor Abbott said, no, we never happened. He made that up. So why did so many illegals flock to New York City? Because even though Adams says they're afraid of the crime, but many, many are there, it's because he invited them. Because Adams announced we're a sanctuary city, come to New York. Why would they stay in Texas where they don't get all these government programs? In New York City, they get every government program under the sun. It's, it's hitting the lottery jackpot, Right. So then Abbott at that point says, all right, you know what? I am going to send a bus to New York City. You know, I'll show Eric Adams. And then, of course, the bus showed up like three quarters empty. And Adams says, well, because these illegals don't want to come. But that was just Adams was just that was just symbolic what Abbott was doing at that point to try to kind of shove it in Eric Adams face. But 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 here's the real question. Look what Adams saying. He's saying, you know what? I'm going to take a busload of illegals down to Texas. Why? Because we got to vote Governor Abbott out of office. So you're trying to score political points with these people's lives, right? We're going to take these illegals. They're much better off in New York City. I despise the fact that New York City is, is a sanctuary city, obviously. But bottom line, if, if you're an illegal immigrant, where do you want to be? Where are you better off? New York, not Texas. So why is Adams sending them to Texas? Because he wants to prove a political point. He wants to knock Eric, so, uh, to Governor Abbott out of, out of office. So that's very nice. You're going to use these illegals as pawns. Um, because you want to score political points. That's very compassionate. All right, meanwhile, let's go to Israel. As we said, this conflict last week in Israel, it's not a conflict. I can't stand when they call it a conflict. This was thousands, over a thousand of rockets. This is not Hamas. This is out of Gaza, but this is actually the Islamic Jihad, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, who's just an arm of Iran, by the way. And uh, they they launched a barrage of like 1,100 rockets uh, from Gaza into Israel in retaliation some kind of raid. The Israelis, it's all self-defense, okay? The mainstream media calls it a conflict. It's actually uh, the Palestinians threatening Israel with terror threats, very, very, very um, real, substantiated, genuine terror, terrorist threats. And Israel responds by uh, going and capturing or killing terrorists. And then the Palestinians respond by shooting these rockets into civilian areas, civilian targets, okay? So it's Israel in self-defense. It's not any sort of conflict. Let's be clear. Now, conflict makes it sound like it's equivocating, like like both sides are at fault. Now, here's what happened. The Palestinians murdered a bunch of their own children, and yet the world, of course, is blaming the Israelis. During the recent the barrage of rocket attacks, listen to this. This is shocking, and the media is glossing over this. And, and if anything, they're blaming the Israelis, but they're kind of, you know, just staying quiet about this. Um, the Palestinians murdered, even the AP, by the way, even the AP sort of kind of admitted that the Palestinians killed their own children and not the Israelis. So during the recent barrage of rocket attacks, Palestinians murdered more of their own civilians than the Israelis. Is that shocking? More more civilians were killed, more Arab civilians were killed by misfired rockets from Gaza than by Israeli 
airstrikes. Chew on that. Think about that. Um, one Palestinian rocket never made it to Israel, and it hit a house in Jablia, killing seven civilians, including four children, um, 27 civilians, 16 of whom, listen, 27 civilians killed, were to- total, a total of 27 civilians were killed um, in this conflict, conflict, quote unquote, and 16 of them were killed by rockets belonging to the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. And even the AP, heavily biased against Israel, conceded the truth because they reported that close to one-third of the Palestinians killed during Operation Breaking Dawn, quote, may have been killed by errant Palestinian rockets. Um, and they, the AP confirmed that rockets fell into crowded residential areas. So it's pretty stunning that uh, even the AP admits that Palestinian rockets, and when they say, you know, close to a third of the Palestinians killed, many of the Palestinians killed were terrorists. They're not militants, like the media calls them, the terrorists. But of the civilians that were killed, more civilians killed by uh, the Palestinian misfires than by Israel. And it's no coincidence the Palestinians deliberately position their launchers in civilian areas. They use them as human shields. Um, and they uh, they want rockets to malfunction and hit civilians so that they can blame Israel. That's what I believe anyway. Pro- you know, disprove that. And uh, the Israelis do everything they can to avoid hitting civilians. You know, the Israelis last week aborted three separate strikes on Khaled Mansour. The Israelis ended up assassinating terrorist leader Khaled Mansour, but they aborted three strikes again uh, to kill him um, because they spotted children nearby. So is that incredible? They basically they could have lost him after that. So they risked losing this this incredibly valuable target because they didn't want to hurt Palestinian children. The Arabs would never do that. In fact, the Arabs, the Palestinians, do the exact opposite. And yet the world, by the way, still blasts Israel, condemns Israel. The UN is insinuating that it, the Israelis are guilty. Michelle Bachelet, um, the UN human rights chief, blasted the killing of innocent Arabs and children. She said, quote, inflicting hurt on any child during the course of conflict is deeply disturbing. And the killing and maiming of so many children this, this year is unconscionable. So she's referencing the killing of children in this conflict but she neglected to mention that the Palestinians killed their own children. The Israelis aborted a terrorist assassination to protect Arab children. So she's totally insinuating anyone listening to her is thinking, all right, well, the Palestinians were killed. The Israelis were attacking the Palestinians. Obviously, the Israelis are at fault. But, of course, that's not true. She's manipulating the facts. Um, so it's pretty, pretty uh, astonishing. Now, in other news, uh, Joe Biden is adding... 87,000 IRS agents, and this is interesting. A lot of people believe, all economists believe, so yeah, 87,000 new IRS agents are being added. Um, Thank you, President Biden. They want to crack down on people and get more tax money out of people because that's what Democrats like to do. Now, every economist who's looked at this says, listen, if you're adding 87,000 IRS agents, a big portion, a big chunk of what of the people they're going to audit are middle class, people earning under $400,000 a year. Now, under $400,000 a year, you could still be pretty wealthy. But the point is that there's just such a huge number of middle class taxpayers that if you had 87,000 IRS agents, they've got to increase, heavily increase the amount of audits they're going to be targeting the middle class with. And But meanwhile, which is obviously you know, the opposite of what Biden claims, he claims that he wants to defend middle class people. But of course, we know that's not true. He wants to steal their tax dollars. But in addition, Janet Yellen actually wrote that, no, we're going to target 
wealthy people. So Janet Yellen basically admitted that she's going to target um, wealthy, which is totally, totally unfair. Obviously, it's discrimination. Here's a tweet that Janet Yellen put out, quote, um, in my letter today, I affirmed or letter to the IRS, I affirmed that any additional resources, including any new personnel or auditors hired, shall not be used to increase the share of small businesses or households below the $400,000 threshold that are audited relative to historical levels. Now, you got to pick this apart. The wording is confusing. She's not saying that we're not going to audit any new, you know, any any more people than we would have audited in terms of middle class. But what she is saying is we're not going to audit more of the share. It's not going to increase the share. So in other words, the ratio the, the ratio of middle class versus wealthy people is not going to go up. In other words, we're not going to uh, target with audits a higher percentage of, wealth, of, of middle class than wealthy. Okay, that may or may not be true. They're still going to be squeezing a lot of middle class Americans. They have to, first of all, they have to suffer through an audit, which is not fair if there's no, you know, no reason for suspicion. And uh, a lot of times they're going to lose money. You know, the IRS is going to be very, uh, is going to be very tight on them. What are you going to do? You're going to fight. Let's say they tell you, you own an extra five thousand dollars. You're gonna, you're gonna take them to court, or you're just gonna pay it because there's no, no real choice, even if it's not, you know, valid. But the point is, she basically is insinuating that she's going to target the wealthy. She says, listen, we're not gonna have any, any increase in the percentage of audits of the middle class. All right, well, what about people earning over four hundred thousand dollars a year? Well, the implication is, yeah, we are going to target them. We're not going to target people under four hundred thousand. Why are you telling us that? Because you're targeting somebody, right? And why four hundred thousand dollars? What does that sound like? That is Joe Biden. Joe Biden has said that all over and over again. He always talks about that threshold, four hundred thousand people who earn that money. So, uh, it turns out Janet Yellen, right? She's supposed to be independent. The Treasury, the IRS, they're supposed to be independent. If if this were Trump, if the head of the IRS under Trump were like. We're doing the bidding of Trump and we're puppeting Trump. Oh, believe me, uh, the media would be livid. But, of course, Yellen and Biden, the media just glosses over. All right, so Congress passed this Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, this is such a scam. Here's what the Inflation Reduction Act does. Here are the facts. It tackles climate change. It raises taxes. The new IRS agents, as we told you, billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars in new spending that will not reduce inflation. So this is a Democrat wish list. It does everything except for reduce inflation. Bloomberg says that it will not reduce inflation. The CBO says that this will not reduce inflation or minimally. I mean, uh, insignificant. The amount of inflation that will be reduced over the next 10 years is insignificant. And, and inflation continues to just skyrocket under Biden. Now, um, uh, so this is they're calling this the Inflation Reduction Act. And Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders he admitted that this will not reduce inflation. He blasted the bill, and then he voted in favor, Bernie Sanders. Go, so go explain that, because he's a complete hypocrite. Here's a quote. Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act is a $739 billion spending plan that Democrats say tackle climate change, lowers drug prices, fixes health care, and raises taxes on the wealthy. By the way, it does not fix health, it does not fix health care. Uh, and I doubt it'll tackle climate change. It'll spend lots of money into climate change programs. I doubt it'll actually do anything to help the climate. Um, listen to this. Of the $739 billion, $369 billion goes to climate change initiatives. $64 billion goes to Obamacare. Uh, and, of course, it's going to raise taxes on almost everybody, by the way. It's raising taxes on people earning way less than $400,000 a year. But, like, they're calling it the Inflation Reduction. I mean, it's just outrageous. This is just a massive, massive spending plan. The funny thing is, before it passed, everybody was calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. But suddenly after it passed, the Democrats are talking about 
climate change and drug prices and health care and taxes, taxes on the rich. They claim it's only tax on the rich. That's not true. But amazing how, like, they only started to discuss that stuff after it passed. Um, Senator Sanders, Bernie Sanders, he said, quote, according to the CBO and the and other economic organizations that study this bill, it will have a minimal impact on inflation. Um, and uh, as I said, you know, this is the KGB because, hey, what are we going to call this thing? The climate change bill? Nah, people are not going to like that. They're struggling. They can't pay the rent. They're not going to be so interested in spending $370 billion on climate change. Should we call it the tax hike bill? Nah. The drug prices bill? Well, let's call it the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, like, why not just call it the uh, Universal Basic Income Bill or call it the, uh, you know, You'll Never Suffer Again Bill because we're giving you tons of free stuff. Uh, it's unbelievable. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.